Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in to Nick'sMail.Bag. This is part two of episode 59. We already did part one, so uh, I'll just quickly introduce us. I'm Alex Wolf, and I'm joined by Matt Weiss, a.k.a. Matt Weiss, a.k.a. Warren Perm, and Drew Steele, who's going to be taking over the every other week version of the mailbag after this week. Uh, and so... We're going to continue, but if you didn't listen to part one already, you should definitely go back and listen to part one, uh, which came out yesterday, to get the full scope of this episode. But this is part two. Enjoy. You've got mail. All right. um, Moving to our next questions. All right. We got Davin and I always joke. uh, Our next question asker basically writes our mailbag shows for us. Like we always give him a producer credit. Unlocked Mm -hmm. on Nick's for our mailbag episodes. Jordan Bub at Bub Jordan off Twitter. We got a number oh, yes. of questions. Number yes. of questions. Uh, so we'll we'll make it somewhat rapid fire because we are we're still only like on our third page of questions. <laughs> Out of seven. this might be our first ever three part mailbag. Yeah, we're getting there. I mean, we're already over our first part here, so we'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, first question from Jordan is: How do you value Mitch among the hierarchy of NBA centers in the league? And how uh, is how does Mitch's perceived value around the league make it more challenging for the Knicks to re-sign Mitch during free agency? Um, I don't know where if if you were going to tier where Mitch is, what would you say, uh, Matt? I think he's like, uh, I mean, he's like a solid starter, right? I don't know. Yeah. That's about he's what a, I would say too. He's a solid starter, like mm-hmm. he's not he's not a star. He's not. You know, I don't even know like really what star centers are are anymore in the classic sense, but he's not that. Um, but he's, 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 he's like, not Jokic. He's not Embiid. Right. He's, but Embiid. I mean, how did I not think of Embiid? Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, he's not those guys. He's not. He's not even Aiton, like we were talking about before. Um, you know, but yeah, he's not. He's he's not Towns. He's not Aiton. Yeah. He's not Gobert. Um, He's not Gobert. He's not, unfortunately now, right? Like, he's not Robert Williams. He's not he's, Jared Allen. He's, he's not Robert. Anthony Davis. Yeah. He's not Anthony Davis, yeah. 
I would say that Giannis is center sometimes. He's simply not Giannis. So yeah, I would. I would also say he's not healthy. Brook Lopez either. So no, Brook Lopez is still good. I would comfortably put him probably around like number fifteen in the league as far as starting centers. I think that's like right around the middle and yeah. You know, I I think that maybe like right around like Clint Capella. Um, yeah, I, I think they're a good matchup because we were saying a lot last season that if he had played, um, that advantage they got it definitely, it definitely would have helped the yeah. the Knicks in the Atlanta series if he yeah. was in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's they're they're probably about equal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think Mitch is still je- like I would put Capella like thirteen or fourteen, and Mitch would be like fifteen or sixteen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? Mitch is anywhere between fifteen to twenty. I can't. I, I I remember we did this in the Discord. Like we literally listed off like centers who are probably like better and who we'd rather have. Mitch fell somewhere between fifteen and twenty. So whatever yeah. ranking that it, that's where he is. Oh, and Bam Bam is still above him for sure. Yeah, Bam. Too. I yeah. forgot about Bam. Oh, not a. Are you going to say that after that? Uh, some of that playoff performance against the uh, Celtics? Yeah, I would still say that even after. Yeah, no, that. I'm just joking with you. He just had a bad series, but Bam, oof, Bam looked bad. Yeah, Bam was bad. Um, just goes to show that almost any center can get played off the floor in certain scenarios, though. Um, but yeah, I think okay. So then, how does Mitch's perceived value around the league make it more challenging for the Knicks to re-sign him? I don't. I feel like the mo- I feel like what we just said actually kind of disincentivizes at least half the league from pursuing him. Yeah. Um, so then it's just like, what team has a gaping hole for like a middle of the NBA level starting center, and that would be like maybe like the Mavericks or the. I mean, Pistons. weirdly, weirdly the Lakers, even though they have Davis, they like he seems they, they would love to have Davis be the four. Yeah. yeah. So like that's a possibility. I could totally see Mitch just wanting to go hang out in LA all all season. So uh, they don't have they can't sign him outright. Well, no, the Lakers can't probably do a sign and trade if they would know. probably do Tail and Horton Tucker and some other jag off and make a deal. Listen, the only trade I want to do with the Lakers is basically dumping all the old guys <laughs> for Russell Westbrook and their picks, and, and then just cut Westbrook and just say go go play somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if it came down to it and you could do a sign-in trade of Mitch plus, like, all of the old dudes and then, yeah, do that. Get Westbrook, like, all the picks they can afford to give you plus, like, uh, maybe get back, like, Horton Tucker and, I don't know, do they have any other young players on that team? The only guy... Oh, what's, uh, who's, uh, uh, Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. Yeah, they can only do, like, Reeves, Nunn... Tucker and um, Westbrook. So, like, I always put this in the Discord too. Like, honestly, like, like for salary rise, like, if you just do Randall, Noel, Kemba, like Burks and Rose for like Westbrook, one of those guys that we mentioned, and like whatever picks they can give up, like two first round picks, like future future shit, like however you need to do it, the Knicks should just do it, and I think the Lakers should do it too because they don't, they can't build a team. <laughs> They don't have options. So, like, the Knicks can at least provide them, like, hey, here's, like, five guys who can actually play basketball <laughs> for yeah. you guys. Like, that should be a no That should be another one of those, to me, like, a no-brainer trade that both teams should do. And it brings, like, again, I talk about this. Bring good karma. Bring good energy. Bring good vibes. It helps the Lakers. It helps the, all the players involved. It helps the Knicks. And everyone's happy. Everyone and would be happy. It would honestly, like... For the Lakers too, it would basically like restock the cupboard from when they emptied it for Westbrook. Like as far as players are concerned, and bring them way closer to like their their bubble team. 
Yes. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that's something that just makes a lot of sense for the Lakers. Like, yeah, you're going to run big, but like Randall is a better perimeter defender than an in-paint defender. So like you could run LeBron, Randall, and Davis all together. And then you'll have Alec Burks who knows what he's doing. He's a good player. And then you have whatever type of vet, right? Like then you have Noel as your backup whenever he's healthy. Derek Rose can th- give you 20 good minutes. Like you, you, there's something there for the Lakers. If they do that, like they already fucked themselves in the future with all their picks. Like they don't have picks. They're screwed. So like try to make the most of it and try to at least win another title with LeBron and Davis because they got nothing going forward. Like, I feel like that should be the trade. Like that would be the big trade that I would do. And then I don't give a shit. Like Westbrook has, I don't want Westbrook on this Knicks. He's, he's absolutely terrible. So just buy him out. Like who cares? He could play for whoever, or he can, or he can take a vacation for a year. I don't care. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm with that too. You've got mail. Uh, all right. We'll move to the next question from Jordan here. Uh, if these play, well, all right, Drew, you don't have to do this one because we've already established you don't know who all these people are. Well, no, I want the guy in the Taco Bell commercial. Oh, so Johnny yeah, Davis. Okay, so yeah. this is already answered. All right, we got that. Uh, so Jordan wants to know if these players were available at pick 11, which one would you take between Johnny Davis, Malachi Branham, Tari Eason, or AJ Griffin? And out of those players, which one do you believe is the best fit or, or has the best potential out of all of them? So I guess. I guess rank them and then say who has the best fit and best potential. Matt, go. Um, I, it's a toss-up for me between Griffin and Davis. I, I, best potential is definitely Griffin. Davis is probably a slightly better fit for the Knicks. And not even slightly. He's a definitely better fit for the Knicks. But I would probably take Griffin if, if they were both available. I, I Ultimately, though, I don't see a scenario in which they're both available. So it doesn't really matter. Um, and then I'd go Eason and, and Branham at the, the bottom. I would go, um, I think I'm actually between Davis and Eason for who I would take first. Uh, it all depends on if Randall's still on the team, but if Randall is not he better on the not team, be on the team. <laughs> yeah, like if Randall is, is, if the plan is for Randall to not be on the team, I might actually lean Eason. Uh, but yeah, then, it, so like Eason and or Davis, and then I would say, uh, I guess AJ Griffin still. I'm not super high on AJ Griffin though. Like the injury history worries me. I worry a bit that it seemed like he disappeared a ton this past year. Like he would put up a 20 point game and then follow it up with like a zero point game fairly consistently. And I just don't know how you do that at a high profile program as a top 10 projected player. I mean, I think part uh, of it is that Coach K is like just done. I mean, I literally done now, but. But yeah, isn't Coach K wa- like Coach K's been washed? Yeah, yeah, but they but the team still had enough talent to make it to the Final Four. Yeah, but I think he like because RJ had similar, although not nearly as pronounced issues. Um, I think those like scoring types, he just really doesn't know what to do with anymore. RJ didn't really have those issues at all. I mean, he scored over twenty like every single game. No, that's what I'm saying. Not as pronounced, but like he would have in the tournament, especially he disappeared a few times, like completely yeah. disappeared. Um, I guess I don't know. I look I look at AJ more like a like a Cam Reddish as to how he was made out on that team. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Reddish has turned out okay. I mean, except he shot way better. Like Reddish shot like ass, whereas like Griffin actually shot the lights out. And Reddish was ten, right? I mean, that's what I'm thinking about it. At eleven, I think Griffin's still good value, even though I generally agree with you that like I would not take him if the Knicks were anywhere in the top ten. I wouldn't take him, but at eleven, I think it's good value. Yeah, I I mean, look. I just like the other guys better. I don't hate Griffin, but yeah. And then Branham, I think I would have fourth. 
Um, best fit for the Knicks. Uh, again, if they don't have Randall, I think it's Eason because then he backs up Obi, and then hopefully once you get off Tibbs and you get an, a, you know a coach that's willing to experiment, you could do Eason and Obi as your four five, which would be really fun. Um, and then best potential. I might agree, like if everything breaks right for Griffin and he refines his like high school athleticism before he busts his knee like four times and all that stuff. Like, I I mean, he definitely had the higher ceiling before all the injuries and stuff. So it's basically just like, does he have a clean enough bill of health to discover that again? If he does, then yeah, he he could have the the highest potential of all of them. Um, All right. Another one from Jordan here. We already sort of touched on this too, so I guess just re- we'll revisit this. Let's just say, like, <laughs> for Drew, just say the free agent you would want. Uh, Matt, you say the free agent and draftee you would want. You've got mail. If the Knicks lose Mitch this free agency, what sort of replacements would you want to sign or draft? Uh, Drew, who would you want to sign to replace Mitch? Ideal world. Um, ideally, it would be Aiton. If it can't be Aiton, my next pick would be Nurkic. And then okay. after that, I mean, we're talking slim pickings for uh for centers, <laughs> so they better be able to re-sign Mitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree uh, in in that regard. Uh, Matt, what do you think? I agree with Drew on the the free agents. Um, I wouldn't replace them through the draft. I think I would just take, especially if, like you said, if Randall's also gone, I would just take Tari's. Um, if Randall's still there. Maybe you do take Mitch, Mark Williams then? I don't fucking know. I mean, that's that's a weird situation. If Mitch is gone, like, I just wouldn't replace Mitch through the draft is my answer. Uh, I have a wild card I'll throw out there. Uh, so, well, but though, if you know Mitch is, like, totally gone, if Jalen Duren falls to pick 11. I don't I, think he will. Yeah, I don't think But he if will. he does, I think he's intriguing enough that I would potentially use that pick on him. Um, if I felt like he was a better bet than like whoever else falls, whether it's Davis, Matherin. Right. I would just rather take like, I mean, Duran is fine. I would just rather take any of the other guys who would probably also be there if Duran were there. I would, I would probably rather do that too. And if I did do that, then I would look at, um, out of Arizona, uh, Christian Coloco out of Arizona in the second mm-hmm. round and mm-hmm. take That's him. Yeah. He's and then, you know, then you can roll with either Taj or Noel as your like stop gap. And then you can just keep bringing along Sims and Coloco as your hopeful center rotation of the future. Um, but I, I think that would be a good move to do. Uh, all right. Next... I'm out on Tari Eason. I know that for a fact. Now I just Googled him. Yeah. Why are you out on him? He's, he went to LSU. <laughs> What's wrong with LSU? Name a good player that came out of LSU. Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> Name a good player that came out of LSU since the year 2000, since the 21st century. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. <laughs> ben Simmons fucking sucks. Are you kidding no, me? No, he just doesn't want to play basketball anymore. He's so talented. He's, oh, he's you mean, talented. Oh, you mean, you mean a basketball player who doesn't want to play basketball is a good player? He's how a about, good player. <laughs> how about Cam Thomas, the greatest uh, scorer? All, all I know time. is I just Googled Tari Eason, and they said he's a 6'8 power forward from LSU, and you know that screams to me? Tyus Thomas. So all yeah. I know is you said name a good player who ever came out of LSU and Shaquille O'Neal went to LSU. So who's, who's Tyus Thomas though? I only know Tyrus Thomas. <laughs> there you go, Tyrus Thomas. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just like name correcting you all day. 
this could be a fun, really fun show. Where I just quiz you on things and just like correct all your mistakes. Jeremy is gonna be so much nicer to you. Yeah. This is great television though. AKA great podcasting. Um all right. You don't even know if Jer- I don't think Jeremy has any idea that I'm taking over. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, someone will tell him at some point. <laughs> Maybe he'll learn through Twitter, like when Zach yeah, yeah, Zach did that one time. <laughs> so we put up like we're recording tonight. Zach was like, "We are." <laughs> like, yes, Zach. We've been texting you all day, <laughs> and you said it was okay yesterday. <laughs> he, oh, he, he, yeah. Sometimes. By the way, Zach did respond. I don't know if you saw Alex and said uh, he might pop in. So we'll see if that happens. Well, we'll see. He's, I mean, it's rapidly approaching his bedtime. That yeah, old true. man. So. He might already have fallen asleep with his new cat on his lap or whatever. Um, after drinking his prune juice, getting ready for bedtime. You've got mail. Uh, all right. We got another question from Jordan Bub. We've already sort of gone over this too, so we'll keep it somewhat brief. Uh, would you rather Portland trades the seventh pick in Bledsoe for Julius Randle in the 11th Yes. Pick, or Charlotte trades Gordon Hayward in the 15th pick for Alec Burks and Erlens Noel, Kemba Walker, and two second round picks in the future. I don't know why this has to be mutually exclusive, but yeah, you can do both. Assuming it is mutually exclusive, which of those deals would you take? The first one. I think I would take the second one. No, wait, no, the first one. That means, yeah, but the first one you move up to seven, but you lose the eleventh pick. The second one you get two stabs in Walt Perrin's. Like that's the yeah, I, like I still. You could get how many more young players do you need on this team, dude? The 11th to 15th pick is like Wall Perrin's kitchen, man. Like, yeah, but Drew's that. right. Like they don't need they don't need more rookies. They're so just swing, yeah, just swing the fence on whoever the seventh is. Someone look, someone is dropping in the draft. I don't know who. Someone is dropping in the draft. It always happens. Swing for the fences at seven, whoever that is, and call it a day. <laughs> But then, yeah. if you make that you're, second deal, you can still trade Randall in a. You're, a you're going to get either you're going to get either Davis or or Sharp at seven if you want them. Um, there you go, Davis and Sharp. Why wouldn't you just go for that? Because you want to get 11, 15, and two second round picks. Who gives a shit? No, no, no. You're giving up two second round picks. No, no, no. I I think that you get two. I think that no, you we're giving get. up two second round picks. Oh, no, you're right. Okay, we're giving you're up, up two second round picks. Okay, yeah, that's true. yeah. So no, I, I don't. No, just just one for the fences. need to get off. Like, I, I also just would much rather get off Randall than Burks, Noel. Like, whatever. You can just continue to never play Noel. Walker, I don't give a shit. And Burks is, like, I don't – I would rather trade him, but, like, I'm happy to have him on the team. So, it's re- I would just rather get rid of Randall is the other part of it. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I don't hate your guys' thing, but I just want to give Perrin two shots from 11 to 15. It's just so many – <laughs> there's so many young players. Well, but, again, I don't think this, like – precludes you from making a different Randall trade, like after free agency starts to free up. I mean, that's right, but, right, but when you're bringing in too many young players, like you start to then like lose focus. Remember, remember but the whole now, thing. But you're getting Gordon Hayward as your other, as your other, like, you know, guiding vet now. Right. But now, okay. So just you play out your thing, right? We're talking 11, 15. So we're talking about at least then what? 12 guys who are going to be under 25 on the roster. Like that's a lot of, like, that's a lot of young players who need, a lot of guidance and help and work trying to figure out who they are and also, as Gordon NBA Hayward, players. Gordon Hayward's racist, so let's not forget that. Yeah, that too. Has that been proven, or does his wife just like to... I mean, she just fucks police officers, but like that's uh, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I was about to say, does his wife just like to like bang all the police officers wherever they are? I, I think like Gordon Hayward's definitely... like Is he vaccinated? Probably not. I'm making a lot of wild assumptions about Gordon Hayward, and they're all right, is the thing. 
So <laughs> yeah, um, we can't get sued for defamation. Yeah, no, it's fine. I I said they're wild assumptions. This is the, this is the free podcast, so this one we can't yeah. get sued for. Yeah, oh no, it's okay. All we have to do is say allegedly, and we're good. Allegedly, oh, allegedly yes, allegedly. I, listen, I'm the lawyer here. None of this is defamation. That's my official ruling for what I said. It's no, I'm pretty sure Alex and I are both lawyers too. So. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I agree with Drew though. It's it's like it's just oh, oh, who are you targeting at 15 anyway that you want that pixel? Yeah, who's that 15? Alex, name someone who's going to be available at 15. <laughs> well, the thing is, I have no reason, aka Tyrus. Thomas or whatever, whoever it is. I, I would like, love Tari Eason. will not be there at 15. <laughs> no, honestly, if you want to talk about home run swings, if you guys read Prez's piece on uh, Uzmane Diang, like, if okay. he's available at 15, that would be an awesome home run. Okay. Swing. Yeah. Did um, you ask me, did I read something? The answer is no. You did. Well, Malachi Branham, if you read Prez's <laughs> other piece today. The answer is yes, you did, because it was published on our website, Drew. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, read everything from the Strickland. This is brought to you by the Strickland. And also DraftKings. <laughs> and DraftKings. If you want to bet on who's million Diangs, <laughs> to be a star. Yeah. Um, if you want to bet on how quickly Drew gets fired from hosting this podcast, you can get odds on DraftKings. Yeah, you we'll, can definitely we'll get odds on that. For, we'll arrange for special odds with promo code yeah. fired. With promo code Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by DraftKings. NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom! you have a shot at an even bigger payout. If you're like me, you create giant Frankenstein's monster uncut gem bets like every single game. Uh, right now, all customers can place a same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You've got mail. All right. Uh, next question. This is, uh, okay, another trade question. Maybe I should have lumped this together. Damn it. Uh, this one comes to us, again, from BXBoy71 in the Discord. It seems the reports from Portland, or it seems from reports that Portland is interested in trading their pick and or doing some kind of deal uh, to help them get back into the playoffs. What do you think of these trade ideas with Portland? Is there some other permutation of a deal that you could work for both clubs without including Dame, RJ, or IQ? All right, let's do this trade grade style. So I'll read these off, and then we'll each give a grade with like a brief explanation just to keep things moving. What do we think? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, trade number one. Julius for Bledsoe's expiring, plus pick swaps 11 for 7. More playing time for Obi and Cam. Portland gets a number two next to Dame. All right, I think I already know what you guys are going to grade this, but Matt, grade that trade. A. A. Okay. And Drew, grade that trade? Eh, it's a B minus trade. I'm still doing it though, but it's a B minus trade. Yeah, no, I'm 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 kidding. It's not an A. Um <laughs> he it's, says it's only because Drew didn't also No, 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 it's really not. I was fucking around. It's I would give it a, a B plus probably, honestly. I would give it like a C plus. Uh, like Yeah, C plus yeah, C plus is fair too. <laughs> I, I think it's just I couldn't give that a B. I you know, it, it would feel it would still feel kind of dirty given, you know, 
that Randall was just all NBA like a year ago to then use him as a as a trade chip just to move up four spots in the draft. But ultimately, I think it's it's a bit of addition by subtraction for the Knicks there. And hopefully you can get like a guy like Shaden Sharp at pick seven uh, and really take that big home run swing. Uh, all right. Deal number two is Rose and Burks for Bledsoe's expiring plus pick swap 11 for seven. Uh, this has more playing time for IQ and Deuce. Portland gets scoring and playmaking. Um, I'll go first. I, I'm giving this one like a D B for realisticness. I don't. I was about yeah. It's just they're not going to do it. They yeah. would never do it. So that's why. That's a that's a good deal though. It's <laughs> an A plus home run for the Knicks. For the Knicks, but the Blazers would never in a million years do that. <laughs> why would they do that? I uh, they they wouldn't. But you know the only thing you could say that like why would the Blazers do that? Well, no, isn't Bledsoe an expiring? He's he's a uh, he's not he's an expiring if you if you let him you know deal with his con but I think he has like a buyout of like lower than his actual contract amount. Okay, then yeah, I was gonna say like the argument would be like Bledsoe has so much money and like the Blazers are like in like money crunching, so you're basically like you're saving money by f- falling back a couple spots in the draft, right? For the the salary purposes for the rookies, and then having like Rose and Burks it, are in theory, also better, more productive players than Bledsoe. Like, I could, you could make an argument, but no, Blazers would never do that, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess in theory, too, like, they're, they are still retaining a lottery pick. They're just moving back four spots. And right, they would be, better yeah, right. Helpers, you, so. Yeah, you're saving money on the draft pick. Like, you're still getting a lottery pick. You're saving money, and you're getting two actual productive players for Eric Bledsoe. So, like, it's still a good deal, but like you—that's only a trade you do in two K. That that never happens in real life. And it's also just like I feel like that trade just reeks too much of desperation. Like I just don't yes. think they're that desperate. Yes. Um, and then it, this last deal, this one I think reeks almost too much of desperation for the Knicks. But uh, Nerlens and Burks for Bledsoe, straight up, no picks. Knicks clear <laughs> roster space. Portland gets depth and versatility. Drew, what do you think? <laughs> no. <laughs> What do, you, what do you grade it? An F. I'm not doing that trade. Get the hell out of here. Okay. Matt, what's your grade? Also F. That's I would not do that. That's yeah. really worth it. Burks is I valuable. Mean, that's what I was about to say. Like, Burks is an actual NBA player. I wouldn't do that just for the sake of getting him off the roster. Like, at least Look, get, like, a few seconds back or something. Listen, Burks doesn't really – like, I know we're saying, like, we would prefer Burks to be off the roster because, like, most of us as fans, we want the young players to play. But, like <laughs> – even though, like, Point Burks was a terrible experiment, he still stabilized the starting unit, and, and the Knicks were still, like, like an even point differential team, right? This was with Point Burks, who was bad. So, like, Burks is still good. So, like, I'm not giving Alec Burks away for, for nothing. And when he like, was allowed to just play off the bench for 20 minutes as a scoring wing, he's still extremely useful. He was so much better when they when the Knicks actually played like him with like IQ and another guard or whatever, yeah. right? Like if they played like IQ, RJ, and like Burks, Burks was significantly better. Why? Because IQ is an actual point guard. So like, no, I'm not giving up Burks for absolutely nothing. Burks is a good player. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that too. So, uh, yeah, I'm not super into that deal either. I will give it slightly better than an F. I'll give it a, a D because I wouldn't be like devastated if that happened but I well mean, yeah because it's a nothing like it doesn't change it's like anything. a nothing trade but it just feels like selling way too low on burks who's an actual player yeah i would agree you've got mail uh all right back to jordan bub from twitter at bub jordan 
what's more likely to happen next season? Julius Randle having an all-star type season or Julius Randle having an even worse season than his first season in New York with more drama? And how does that affect the Knicks long-term and short-term if Julius had one of those options for his season next year and you can't pick neither or the middle ground? So you have to pick one extreme or the other. Which extreme is more likely? Uh, Matt, which extreme is more I likely? I think it's unfortunately that having a worse season with more drama is more likely. I um, agree. <laughs> I just don't. I, he had his all-star season. Like, I, I'm, like somehow, for some reason, the empty gym like is what allowed him to pick his game up, I think. I don't but it know. wasn't a completely empty gym, though, either. That's kind of the thing. There were still places where he played with fans. Yeah, but they weren't full. Like, I mean, like I remember, I, I, look, I get it. What I'm saying is it's not like it was completely empty. It wasn't the bubble, is what no, I, wasn't I'm trying bubble. to get at. It wasn't the bubble. But, I, I mean, what other explanation can we have? He was awful last year. He He was better. He was better than we think, but he was still really bad. Or better than we act like, I should say. But he was still really bad. Um, and I just don't have any confidence that he can do anything but get worse, unfortunately. Well, remember, he had a, he had an all-NBA season. Like, yeah. it wasn't just an all-star season. It was second-team all-NBA. So, like, deserved if it. you're just saying, yeah, he absolutely deserved it. So, like, could he make an all-star? Like, I think he's probably closer to making an all-star game than he is than having, like, they said like worse than his first season in New York. Like I thought his like I thought last year was his truly worst season. Like his first season was actually relatively fine. It just like it was just him getting used to being like oh I'm the focal point and oh I had to work with David Fizdale for a month. Like that sounds terrible. But like I I don't think he was he's gonna have another disastrous season. Like we're talking this was really bad last year. Like. We went from one extreme to another. I think he'd be closer to getting another all-star year than he would be for having something worse than last year. Like, if he did something worse than last year, we're talking, like, I I, I can't even imagine that. Yeah, I mean, if he gets worse than last year, it'd basically be like Jimmy Butler in Minnesota when he, like, went into practice and, like, clowned Cat and, like, basically demanded a trade by just belittling everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, I mean, which I don't even see Julius doing because clearly I just don't think he operates that way. He's, as we've seen, he operates a little more passive aggressively by just kind of sabotaging things on the court when he's not happy and, you know, throwing temper tantrums after comeback wins that he wasn't a part of. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, uh, you know, Drew, you might've talked me out of it. I think maybe, I guess it is slightly more likely to me that he would bounce back and have an all-star season than that things could possibly get worse than they were this past season because we already hit a pretty low watermark. So. Yeah, it was really bad Yeah, last year. Like, it wasn't like... We're talking about a player who basically, like, his shot felt, like, regressed. And we all kind of knew his shot was going to regress. Like, he was insane from the mid-range, like, and even from three-pointer. Like, we kind of saw that coming. But th- him not shooting, like turn into like a snowball effect where he goes well i'm gonna stop playing defense and i'm gonna try to shoot my way out of this slump i'm gonna stop really creating i'm gonna hold the ball i'm gonna work all this sort of stuff like it was every wrong decision after wrong decision and it just got worse like it i don't think it could possibly get worse than what happened especially when you tie into like the way he was with like the media and how he responded to things like 
it was really tough on him last year. Like, I can't imagine it getting worse. It would be it would be a disaster, especially for like him just like as a person. It would be really bad if it got worse than last year. Yeah. So I, I think I'm with you there. Uh, do you guys think I, I, I mean, I feel like the plans short term and long term, if things get worse, would not change. But let's say that Julius does survive the summer with the Knicks and he starts playing pretty well through the first, like, 15 games of the year. How does that affect what the Knicks end up doing next year? I think you hope it sticks to the trade down and then trade him and say, like, hey, his value's up. I don't – I just don't he, – yeah. he should be in their plans at this point, no matter what. No, Yeah, no, he shouldn't be – like, it's – the Julius Randle experiment is is over. Like, we saw it. Like, the young players, they're ready – they want to play. They want to win. They want to do everything. Randall's Randall's not a part of that. Like uh, unless the unless Tibbs and Randall come to this some sort of conclusion, like, hey, we're gonna do small ball five, and Randall's gonna be the five, and he's like, I'm just gonna play defense and set screens and help facilitate in short rolls. Like unless there's like a complete rewiring and rethinking of what Julius Randall's approach. Like I don't see a future with him in the Knicks. Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of there, too. I mean, the big thing is, like, the thing that the Knicks would then have to ask themselves would be, like, do we trust that this is for real this time around? Or, like, because, like, you'd have to just be prepared to potentially get burned again because he runs so hot and cold, it seems like. So I don't think I would want to take that chance. I think I think I would just use that as an opportunity to try to trade him um, and be like, okay, your value's up. Now we can get you to... Portland or whatever, and you can go compete for a championship or whatever, compete in the playoffs again, or, you know, whatever the case may be, and we'll do our thing. Uh, but all right, let's go to our next question. This also comes from Jordan Bub. We got a couple more from Jordan. We're almost out of the Bub zone, but we're, <laughs> we're, uh, we're deep in, in the middle of the Bub zone here. You've got mail. Uh, what would be more likely to happen next season? Tibbs getting fired at the trade deadline or the front office and Tibbs getting fired at the end of the season and how bad does it have to get for the second option to happen? So drew, what do you think? I think it's more likely that the, um, the second option is, uh, what happened. And it could leave if if the team just literally just goes into next season with everything as is everyone's on the hot seat. And they'll give them the hot seat. We'll see if it goes back and then everyone would get fired. Like, I think that's more possibility than Tibbs um, getting fired at the trade deadline. Because if the Knicks do change their approach by getting rid of Randall, playing the young guys, the Knicks are probably going to rebound and Tibbs save the shop. That's how I see it. Yeah, I uh, I actually think I, I would take, like, <laughs> option... Point five, like I actually think he gets fired well before the trade deadline, and I think Leon gets at least a couple more years. Um, because I, I just think, I think Leon's got at least one instance of a coach being a scapegoat yeah. before he becomes the scapegoat. Um, so I, I'm gonna go ahead and say I think, I think that the first option, Tibbs gets fired before the trade deadline, and I think for it to be bad enough for the, for the whole front office and Tibbs to get fired by the end of next year. It would have to basically be like what you said, Drew, like full status quo. They do no better or in fact do worse. And they don't seem to be making any attempt to make things better. Mm-hmm. Like 
I mean, especially, like, I think they literally have to trot out, like, Kemba Walker as the starter again and be like, we'll figure it out this time. Um, yeah. Th- that would have to be the, the tipping point. I mean, I just don't see that happening. I think Leon's too smart and savvy for that. So, I think he'll, he would survive the knife for at least another year. Um, Matt, what do you think of that? I mean, if you took 0.5, I'm taking 1.5. I think Tibbs gets fired alone at the end of next season. I think that's what's going to happen unless they, like, do what you guys were saying with, like, they just lean into the young guys because, you know, they actually trade Randall and, and uh, Tibbs saves a job just because, like, the he has better players. Um, but I think he'll just end up getting fired at the end of next season. I think those are all fair fair picks. Uh, all right, let's move to the the next question from Jordan Bupp here. You've got mail. IQ is reclassified as point guard. Where would he rank at his position? Um. I don't care to list out every other point guard in the NBA, but let's just say the IQ is <laughs> officially the starting point guard of the Knicks. Where do you, where would you roughly place him as far as uh, like in a number ranking of all 30 teams? Drew, what do you think? No, let back go. Uh, all right. Matt, go first. Cause go I, cause first. I'm going to, I'm going to double check a couple things just so I can okay. say my answer. All right, I'm going to hedge and just say like right in the middle. Yeah. I would say, I mean, 16 i don't know something like that like slightly below median i guess i mean there's a potential to be higher but like right now i i think he's right in the middle we also got to remember there's a lot of good starting point guards in the nba the knicks are like the only team that's been snake bitten enough to not have (laughs) can't find one yeah yeah like to not have like a replacement level starting point guard for so long um so yeah i would say probably right around the middle like somewhere between 16 and 20 I would say, and that's not a knock on quickly. That's just more of a testament to the depth of that position in the NBA. Yep. Uh, I agree. And, and as much quickly still has to prove as far as being consistent and everything. Uh, so, Drew, uh, ba- yeah, so based on your just my favorite, five. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, so based on my favorites, that multi-year RAPM, I have, <laughs> I would say quickly would be ranked third. Whoa. <laughs> so it's what, uh, Steph Curry, uh, and Chris Paul, <laughs> Chris Paul, and then and then quickly, yep. Damn. So, so if we like multi-year RAPM, so I don't want to go into like the super details of it for the um for the thing. Like just just read some of my stuff on the Strickland. You'll figure out what this stat is. So the three-year version has quickly ranked overall as sixteenth, just behind Jimmy Butler. Wow, right behind the Butt Lord. <laughs> so like. <laughs> So most of the time with these, like, you know, these, like, you know, advanced, not advanced, um, like adjusted on off stuff, like they don't, like, they can't completely, um, like take out things in terms of like, like the role players. So you'll see like guys like Alex Caruso be really bumped up because he's a really good role player. Like George Hill got bumped up because he's a really good role player. Cause they're playing with like these amazing players. Like Caruso played with LeBron James, um, uh, George Hill played with uh, Giannis. Like these guys are up there high in the um, RAPM as well. But for quickly, when I look at him, like who is the best player he's played with? It was basically the one year of Julius Randle, and he barely yeah. got to play with him. Yep. So like every time like George Hill and Caruso played, they're playing with their guy. Like they're playing with Giannis and with LeBron. So they're going to get a boost in these on-off stats. Quickly hasn't really played with anyone <laughs> who's like who's like who really should be deserving of this on off impact. And I know he's only played for two years and I'm not exactly sure how 
um, his name is Ryan Davis, who does this RP, RPM calculation. I don't know how he does it for the website. So, like, I don't know if they're including, like, the year, like, Quickly's year before the Knicks. So it would be, what, 20, whatever, like, whatever season he was before as a rookie. So we include that season with him off and then Quickly on, or it's just his two years in the league. But, like, if it's his two years in the league and he's ranked 16th in RPM with a plus four, like, basically plus 4.2 points per 100 possession, Quickly's really good, so... It's basically me saying he's one of the best point cards in the league. So, yes. All right. Well, how could I argue with that? You can't. Yeah. You really can't. You really can't. I the, the counter argument would be well, campaign is right after <laughs> Manuel quickly. Well, campaign's obviously the fourth best point. And he's guard the fourth in the best NBA. point guard. Yeah. Then, then it would be James Harden. The counter argument uh, is this that's is that's where you lost me. This is the dummy mailbag, and therefore statistics are not allowed. <laughs> we are yeah, eye I, test only, pal. Yeah, but I but I explained it really poorly and stupidly. You did. So it fits right in. Yeah. You've got mail. All right. This this last one is quite frank. All right, we got one more question from Jordan Bub here. This is quite frank. It's an affront on directly on you, Drew, after that last question. <laughs> oh, okay. Who would you want as Nick's starting point guard next year? And the, the stipulation here is you can you can't do a neither or you can't opt out in answering this question. Okay, so you have to pick one of these. Uh, who would you want as Nick's starting point guard next year? D'Angelo Russell, Kemba Walker, Oof. Oof. Alec Burks, Alfred Christ. Payton, or Mystery Box? Now I have decided to pick who would be in the Mystery Box. And no. I'm imagining. Yes. No, no, no. Mystery Box is it could be it could be is a random player. It's no, no, no. I already have this figured out. I'm imagining this like when they used to do like the old like like wrestling like royal rumbles or whatever and there would be like the mystery contestant and it was always like some old fart so Mm -hmm. i'm imagining it is it's post china stefan marbury present day (laughs) he just comes out and he becomes your starting point guard the fuck it's like playing the greatest hits stefan marbury just comes out he's like barely in shape but like can still shoot the ball slightly you could you could have just said kyle lowry (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, well, since you eliminated the mystery box for me, because I was going to pick mystery box, because the mystery box could, in theory, include Emmanuel quickly. <laughs> um, in, all, in that case, I'm picking D'Angelo Russell, because he's the only one of those guys with an actual, like, point guard skills. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it'd be D'Angelo Russell, begrudgingly. It, it's pretty clearly D'Lo. Yeah, he's he's clearly the most talented of all of them. Yeah, I guess. I, I wanted to make the family guy joke about the mystery box, but he kind of took that option away from me too. So it could be anything. It could be a it could be a, a boat. It could <laughs> even be D'Angelo Russell in there. So. <laughs> You've got mail. All right. Uh we have we have exited the bub zone, but thank you, uh Jordan Bub, for those those questions. We have now entered the Stacy Patton zone out of the <laughs> Discord. Stacy Patton wants to know was Kevin Knox the perfect wing? Shut the fuck up, Stacy. It's is the, is is wing a position you can play in Fortnite? <laughs> yeah, you play the winger. You you yeah. the flanking person. Yeah. In that case, yes, he's the perfect winger. Fucking Stacy. Why don't you ask a real question, Stacy? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna relegate Stacy to James in uh, Stingy Land pretty soon. <laughs> he's gonna get fired from the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Next question. Another one from Jax three six five out of the Discord. You've got mail. Uh, which Nick player, past or present, has left you like this? I assume this is uh, song lyrics. Um, yeah, it's the the dry your eyes mate thing. 
I don't know that, but whatever. Dry your eyes, mate. I know it's hard to take, but her mind has been made up. There's plenty more fish in the sea. Dry your eyes, mate. I know you want to make her see how much this pain hurts, but you've got to walk away now. It's over. Uh, right after the Porzingis trade, like within yeah, five minutes. Like who? This is like someone we lost that we're really upset about losing. I don't know. At the time, we were all upset about losing. Although, actually, we. I just no. I wouldn't. Don't don't love me. No, I was about to say. We, as a group, the three of us, Schwinn and James, we're all saying, actually, Chris Depp sucks right away. Within, within like two hours, yes, we yeah. were there. Yeah, we all, this was back when, before the Strickland existed. So this was in the P&T Slack. And yep. it was one of the, because Seth wasn't in charge anymore, but he came back for this um, yep. to participate in the Slack, which was very rare. And everyone was freaking out. And like a half hour later, Schwinn, I think it was, goes, actually, he sucked. And we were all like, yeah, you're right. He sucked. And just, that was it. <laughs> what I, I remember, too, I tweeted off the PNT account. Back then, I was like, uh, I just, it, this was like not even that inflammatory. But like, it was like three hours after he got traded. And it was like, just a reminder, like, Porzingis didn't actually achieve anything here. So before we deify him, <laughs> let's like pump the brakes a little bit. And everybody's like, how fucking dare you? Like, you're a fucking monster. It was like acting like I just made like a joke about like a murder victim, like a, <laughs> like five minutes after they got murdered or something. And it was like, no, this is a sports thing. Like, calm the fuck down. They were like, basically be like, the body's not even cold yet. Like, fucking stop it. And I was like, yeah, that was the Porzingis day was like a wild day because all of us were like, what? Because the news came out of nowhere. Yeah. Right. Because remember, like, it was just like it was breaking so fast, and we're all just kind of confused. We're like, what is going on? And then when we actually just like sat with it, we're like, well, wait a second. Like, this was actually a good trade for the next. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it wasn't that bad. We're like, what are we talking about? Like, what is everyone talking about? And then we were, you know, crucified. And then look at us now. Look Look at at us us now. now. All right. Move to our next question. (laughs) That's a good note to end on. You've got mail. Move to our next question from Jax365. How do you feel that Tatum said the RJ game winner changed the Celtics season? <laughs> it sucks, quite frankly, that the Knicks are somehow talking? responsible for the Celtics making the final. Yeah, what the fuck? I know. What do you think about this? Is terrible, Tatum. Huh? This sucks. I said, "What the fuck is that?" Shut up, Jason Tatum. Yeah, exactly. Stop, shit. stop attributing your success to the Knicks. You. Bitch. I want you to say actually that game winner meant nothing. RJ is the worst player in the league. I would rather yes, hear that. Please. I just want to say rent-free. <laughs> if Zach right. popped up right then... Can oh, you imagine? So Zach, oh, that would have been perfect. If Zach pops in, is still like, rent-free. He's still doing cat initiation. No, he's definitely asleep right now. No, yeah, he is. It's past his bedtime. Yeah. yeah. Zach already had his warm milk and his cookie. <laughs> and he's, he's sound asleep. Uh all right, we've made it. Uh, Drew, you, you've made it to the nerd zone. This is where we talk about nerdy shit, um, like superheroes and stuff. So this is going to be super fun. I'm ready. All right, we have a question from our buddy Jake Andrews. This one's been sitting in the chamber for like Oh, yeah, years. I forgot about this. I'm really excited to answer yeah. this question. <laughs> All right, so this is a great question by Jake. I'm glad that we held on to this. Uh, you've got mail. Everyone always asks who is the best James Bond or who is the best Batman. Boring. My question is, which James Bond makes the best Batman and which Batman makes the best James Bond? Disregard the nationalities of the characters or actors. Otherwise, Robert Pattinson would have to be James Bond by default. Just which actor Mm. could pull it off the best? 
I want to make the first choice. I think Christian Bale has to be James Bond, right? Yeah. No, that's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see any other Batman that would play it as well as him. Drew, do you have another answer for that? It depends on like the movie and the tone you're going with because if you did like like a joke version of James Bond, Adam West would fucking crush it. Like if you did like Austin Powers. <laughs> yes and no. But yes, that's kind of, like was it like you know if you did like a fake spy movie, like you know like a you know like a like a jokey campy spy movie like, like a uh, uh, it. what's it called? Um Oh my god, with the with the rock and uh Steve Carell, was it? Yes. Um, yeah, the Get Smart. Get smart, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it would it would be Adam West. Can I can I just point out by the way, Christian Bale um is British, which I know no one knows because he never uses his real accent ever. But he would get to, which would be so cool. Okay, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um yeah, I I can't see any of the other Batman. Uh, actually, okay. You know who I'll actually give a little bit of a nod to? Who was a terrible Batman, but would probably make a better James Bond would be Clooney. George Clooney? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Clooney would be a good would be a good James Bond. Who would be I know this wasn't part of the question, but who would be the worst? Uh Michael Keaton. Yeah, I, Michael Keaton, I agree. That was gonna be my pick. Michael uh, Keaton or eh, maybe Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. No, you know what? It, it's Michael Keaton. He's too He's not like it's it's still Mike Keaton. Falcomer would yeah, like, yeah. Falcomer would crush it as James Bond. Do you think so? I don't think he would crush it, but he could do it. But Michael Keaton, that's just not the type of character Michael Keaton plays. Yeah, Michael yeah. Keaton just he's he's not James Bond. Pattinson yeah. Pattinson could definitely do like yeah, would be, he I don't think he'd be like a good James Bond, but it'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um and did we miss it? Oh, Ben Affleck. No, definitely not him. Definitely <laughs> Affleck. Affleck. Definitely the best. He's probably the worst, honestly. Yeah. No, it's still Michael Keaton. Ben, no, Affleck, is no. a good ben Affleck would be not like. Michael Keaton's a great actor, to be clear. That's ben, just not the kind of character he can play. But I, ben, ben Affleck would just be like, got to crush these sit ups before I save the girl. <laughs> got to crush these sit ups, bro. I got to do these fucking chin ups, man. And he would just. Like, ben Affleck movie? They would they would do Ben Affleck like it would be Ben Affleck would be like uh, if Michael Bay directed a James Bond. Fucking, Ooh, I would watch. I, I would watch. I, I would you've watch. Never it. seen a good Ben Affleck movie. I, I've seen them before, but I'm I'm imagining like Batman Ben Affleck, which was like that's not just, the question. <laughs> okay, but whatever. Fuck him. <laughs> All right, which which James which James Bond would be the best Batman? Pierce Brosnan. Um, I was gonna say Connery. I was gonna say Craig. I think Daniel Craig could do Craig it. Craig was my Craig was my second pick, but I I think Connery is like would be a very good Bruce Wayne. See, I think Pierce Brosnan would be the best Bruce Wayne. He would be a good Bruce Wayne. Those are the three options. Like Timothy Dalton, no, no. Um, uh, what's his name? The second one with red hair. Um, Roger. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, Roger. Whatever. I don't know. Dalton? No, that's Timothy Dalton. No, I'm an idiot. <laughs> just, oh, Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Thank you. Um, and then there's one more guy who I'm forgetting. Isn't there? It was no. There was a yeah. I think he was only in like one or two of them. Yeah, because it was yeah. Uh, anyway, he not him either. George Lazenby. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know anything about him other than that he played James Bond. So um, those are the three options. It, it's the options are Craig, uh, Connery, and and Brosnan. But I think it would be I would go with Connery. Yeah. I think Craig would be a better Batman, but I don't think he would really pull off the Bruce Wayne. That's the thing. Like, he would not be a good Bruce Wayne. I guess you, if you put him in the Batman, and you, That's I mean, literally obviously. Literally, what I was about to say, like, Daniel yeah. Craig would play the role, like, in the Batman, the way that Pattinson just did it, really well. 
Yeah, um, um, it would be a very different. Wait, movie. I didn't. I don't think I've got a chance to talk to you guys about that. How good was the Batman? I loved it. Oh, we we really liked it too. Yeah, it was amazing. Jake yeah. hates I, it though. I, who asked this question? He despises it. Yeah, Jake oh. despises the Batman. Like he, I, he pointed out every plot hole that he could find. Well, it, I didn't really care about the plot holes. I, it was basically vibes, and it was also just really funny in like an emo way. There was a lot of like weird humor in it that I found very funny, and I thought Robert Pattinson with his eye with his eye shadow was he was so good. Robert Pattinson was so good. Did um, you play? Did you play the Arkham games, Drew? Yes. Did it not remind you of like a like a live Arkham game? Yeah, it did. That's how I really enjoyed it. It was just, it was just, it was just fun and exciting, and um, the Batmobile was the sickest thing. Yeah, that was the best Batmobile. That was by far the best Batmobile, like without question. So, where do you have it ranked, Drew? Because I, Alex, and I have talked about this before. I have it just below Dark Knight. No, I have it below Batman Begins too. <sighs> this is a tough one. We're, so we're just talking the movies. We're not talking the series, right? Because yeah, no, don't include. You can include movie. Master of the Phantasm, but don't include the animated series. Okay. Um, yeah, then I think I would actually probably have it. I would actually have it above uh, Batman Begins. So it would be just below the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is by far the best Batman movie, like without question. If if the Dark Knight had been allowed the like R-rated freedoms of the Batman, it would have been like immortal like that's the only thing yes. that i think yeah. still kind of like now you watch it, it's just like cringy that they like never show a gun actually go hit anybody yeah. or anything yeah yeah you know because there was just like different rules back then as to what you're allowed to put in a superhero movie um mm-hmm. but like if if it was allowed to operate on the same set of rules as the batman as far as like what they were allowed to show it would have been like an all-timer i actually not not just like superhero movie but like all-time like crime drama no i agree yeah i think Mm -hmm. i actually think two-face would have looked worse now because they would have been able to go even weirder like or even like they would try to make it even more realistic and it would have looked yeah Yeah. them that was the one thing in those movies they were just like "Eh, whatever he's he's gonna look part like a zombie who cares and it looked great although i still remember like that was one of the most shocking moments when they oh it was was, yeah it was yeah and i saw that the first time i was like oh god you know, because of that, sorry for putting Breaking Bad spoilers in the middle of this discussion about the Batman. Because of that, when when Gus died, I thought that he survived for real. Because I was oh, like, yeah. Fucking hard for, for like a hot second there. Yeah. yeah. Until he fell over. I was like, oh shit, they're, they're literally just going to make him two-face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that lovely note, although that was a fun question. You've got mail. Uh, we, we move to our next question. This comes from Twitter. Whoa! Look what that name is. I know. Isn't that funny? I was just thinking about that. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. From Stimothy Dalton at uh, Tim Barreto, uh, Tim underscore Barreto on Twitter. Why is the Northman so damn good? I wish Zach could be here for this because he like loved his jeans over this movie. I haven't Twitter. seen the Northman, so I have to back this, this, is, this is the one movie I didn't get a chance to see. I still haven't seen it yet either. North, oh, no. I think it's the Northman. <laughs> This is a perfect opportunity for us to shit on Zach for bailing on us today. Wait, can we... I feel badly for not being able to answer this question. We should text him and be like, can you record 30 seconds on the Northman just so we can post it and pop it into the podcast? No, I think it's better if we just shame him. Behind no, no I agree. It's better to shame him. Sorry, sorry, Tim. I wanted to get Tim for you. Yeah, we... I, I wish but I could You know what? We could do the same thing we've done before. We can promise we'll watch it soon and we'll revisit. We always go back and do yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So... Yeah, because it's definitely a movie I'm going to watch eventually. Because yeah. it looked awesome. I, I want to see it. I just didn't want to see it in theaters, so I wasn't rushed. Like I didn't care enough to see it in theaters, so I wasn't rushing to see it. But when it comes on 
demand all of Washington. Whatever streaming service yeah, will get it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so whenever that happens, we'll revisit that just for you, Stimothy. Uh, all right. You've got mail. Jordan Bub is back. We thought we were out of Bub's end, but there was one more question. At Bub Jordan on Twitter, uh, will Obi-Wan be better than the new Thor movie or vice versa, or will they both be failures of success? I'm going to throw – I'll, I'll do this me and then Matt and then Drew because I know that Matt's going to have a huge opinion about this. Uh, Obi-Wan will not be better than the new Thor movie because it's going to be one of the best Marvel movies to date. Obi-Wan is going to be good, but it's not going to be one of the best Star Wars things to ever be made. Um, at least I feel pretty confident saying that after the first two episodes, although I, I really like it. That's not a knock on it. Um, I think they're both going to be successes to different degrees. I think Thor is going to be in the Marvel pantheon by the end. And I think the Obi-Wan show will just be looked upon favorably uh, other than the stupid incel losers that hate on it for how they wrote a child's part or the fact that it has a <laughs> black female protagonist. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, they'll both be successes, but Thor's going to be better. All right. So, I agree with Alex, obviously. Anyone who's listening to this podcast knows how much I love Ragnarok. Um, I will admit I'm 1% worried about Love and Thunder. Um, I think that 1%. I think it's just that I'm like convinced, like, I'm worried that there's just no way. Tyke could make a better movie than Ragnarok, at least, you know, with respect to Thor. Um, and I like, I don't, I can't pinpoint anything specific that worries me. I'm just like, I don't want my hopes to be dashed. So I'm like building in uh, some possibility for disappointment. Regardless, Obi-Wan looks like it'll be cool. Um, they're, it's clear that he's going to fight Vader and they're just going to, you know, semi recon the line from episode four, which is totally fine with me. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but I agree with you, Alex, that I don't see how it'll be better. Like, even if Thor is slightly a disappointment and it's, like, in my top five Marvel movies or top ten Marvel movies as opposed to, like, above Ragnarok, which is what I think will happen, um, I, Obi-Wan's not going to be that good comparatively. I do think it'll be good, but not that good. Drew, what do you think? I don't need to add anymore. You guys kind of covered it. All right, cool. Well, you can leave this next question then. Another one from Jax three six five. Oh no no no! I'm going to talk about Obi. I'm going to talk about Obi Wan Kenobi. I was waiting for the next question. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the next question. That's why I'm going to throw it to you first. You've got mail. So uh, this is there will be Obi Wan episodes one and two spoilers for anyone. Oh sorry, I guess I kind of already. I mean, I didn't really spoil, but I kind of. No, you just said that he's going to fight Vader. That's been known yeah. for a long time. Um. But, yeah, so if anyone does not want more in-depth spoilers, cover your ears or fast-forward, like, a minute or two. Um, Star Wars question from Jax365. How was your reaction at the end of Obi-Wan Episode 2? What are your general thoughts on the first two episodes? Drew, go. I'm enjoying it so far. It's, I think you guys kind of, like, already covered it. I think it's good. Like, it's definitely, it's not going to be, like, the Mandalorian good. So I think we should all kind of, like temper our expectations with that one but like it's still gonna be very enjoyable i really don't want them to fight though what, like vader, I, vader and obi yeah I don't oh, it's gonna want... happen they that's been zero for like they well can't, over a year they can't put vader I, in this show and not have them fight i really don't want them to fight though because i think i'm them... just telling you like they literally said over a year ago that that's gonna happen okay like, that's that's fine what i'm saying is like i really like 
this more. Like, I know they're doing action stuff with it, which is very nice, but Obi-Wan <clears throat> dealing with that trauma, I think, is is more powerful than a fight scene. So, Oh, I agree, too. Yeah. I, I hope it doesn't feel forced whenever they do it. Well, I, I think what's interesting to me is Obi-Wan has to lose. Um, because we see in these first two episodes that he's, like, out of practice because he's kind of just disconnected himself from the Force over these past ten years. And Vader is supposed to be the peak of his power right now. So mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's going to lose. He obviously won't die. Um, but he can't, I mean, he can't beat Darth Vader because that totally undercuts the entire point of Darth Vader. So yes. um, I'm curious to see how he will lose and also get away. That is what I'm most interested in. Yeah, I, I am too. I would say my overall reaction to the first two episodes, like, I thought it was cool. I liked all the little nods so far. I liked the maybe Captain Rex, but probably not Captain Rex in the in the city. Oh, that wasn't him. That was just a random. That was just I'm random. Think, well, it's not a random. It's definitely one out of the 501st, which was like Anakin's division because he's got the blue. Well, um, sorry. I meant it. I, I, it was like a random person from that battalion. I, I don't think it was Rex. I don't think it yeah, was either, so but either. It, you, you never know. Maybe it could be. Maybe that might be a reveal in a couple episodes or something. Because honestly, I would not be surprised if Rex showed up. I think we're gonna. I think they're gonna put Rex in in Ahsoka. And oh, he's definitely him. gonna be in Ahsoka. Yeah. So like, and Ahsoka's gonna be set around the same time as. No, it's not. Just kidding. Um, I forgot Ahsoka's gonna be set at the same time as Mandalorian. Anyway, whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, there's actually there's an okay chance that Rex is actually dead by the time of Ahsoka. Yeah, but um, I think I think there have been a heavy rumors that he's that Tamara Morrison's. Doing if he's in it, he's going to be old yeah. as shit because he has yeah, well, I think he's supposed to be. Oh yeah, he obviously. And be he old. was already old during Rebels. So. Well, and I think that the clones also have accelerated aging. Once they, do, they that's start what I just aging. Said. Oh, is that sorry? I, I got I literally just said that. I got to try to find that scan. So I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> okay, Zach, <laughs> calm down. Um, <laughs> that's like the Zach move. <laughs> also, I know the Mets are up ten nothing right now. So there's no, no I'm, excuse. I'm You're not watching a close game. Right I'm now. still just glancing at it for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway yeah i like i liked it i have no problem with how they portrayed leia as a kid i actually think it's perfect like of yeah. course yeah i was gonna say i feel like it's the perfect way that to portray the most of course princess complaint. leia is gonna be a little smart ass as a kid she's a smart ass as an adult like that's just who she is yeah like and she's super smart and like rebellious which is why she leads a rebellion later on in her fucking okay, life here's a com- here's a complaint i don't understand people saying Leia and Obi-Wan could never have met based on what she said in the message. What? She literally says, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my the only hope. The entire is, is, is <laughs> I, or not the, like, not word for word, but the gist of the message is, you served with my father in the Clone Wars, so I know yes. I can trust you. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. First of all, number one, she knows his name is Obi-Wan Kenobi, even though he's going by Ben. So, obviously, she knows that somehow. Number two, she never fucking says, I don't know you personally. <laughs> she... <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, person I've never met in my life. You're my only yeah. hope. Like, yeah, I mean, she just going like, on going oh, on a wing and a prayer yeah. off her dad's advice. Like, it makes much more sense that she does know him just because yeah. she says that he's like she's just trying to like remind him of why he should take up this call to action by being like, hey, you know, you you were loyal to my serve with my father in the Clone Wars. Like, I need you now. Like, he needed you then. Whatever. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so stupid. They It makes way more sense that they did meet. I, like, always assume when I watch that movie that they knew each other. I also just, like, I, I wonder if people just really wanted this show to just be Obi creeping on Luke for 
I think episodes? they did. I think they did. I think that was. I think that's what they wanted. That would have been like the most boring show of all time. Yeah, I would have um, hated it. I would have been. I would wanted him at the at the meat factory, and then watching Luke at the end of the day getting yelled at by Owen. And that's yeah, and like, oh, oh boy, another show set entirely, or like another Star Wars property set entirely on Tatooine, which they repeatedly always say is like yeah, the most backwater of backwater garbage ass fucking planets. Now yeah. we have to have another fucking show set entirely on Tatooine. The best thing like, they did was get Obi Wan off Tatooine immediately. Exactly, yes, I yeah. completely agree. <laughs> so, and also, I like the third sister. Who's is it? Reva? Yeah, she, yeah, Reva. She's a good character. The people She's are racist. Cool. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. People are just the messages that she got, where people were like, "Yeah, oh, like how they learn abonics in space." Shut the yeah. fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like, so, like yeah. so you'll totally buy that people speak like not chupa, dupa, dupa. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you can't buy that there would be different English accents in space, like other than British and American. I'm, Shut the fuck I'm up. refers to hell. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like says I'll see you in hell or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, just so stupid. Like Shut up. Stop being fucking losers. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if that was not in the script and it was just Harrison Ford being like, I didn't want to learn this line, so I'm just going to refer to hell and they left it in. But that's, yeah. you know, the fact is it's it's in the movie, so. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, no, that people are racist and misogynist and, like, I I don't want to dismiss it because it's awful, but, like, unfortunately it's not surprising because people are terrible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And people get emboldened by having a screen name and no right. name attached to it and then say whatever the fuck they want on Instagram or whatever. You've got mail. Anyway, all right. Another question from Jax365, and then we're on to Nick's mail.bag after dark. Uh, I tweeted out the following about this scene in the She-Hulk trailer. All men want this. Guys are lying if they say they don't. Am I wrong? And it's the part where She-Hulk is, like, carrying the dude to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, after their date or whatever. Um, uh, personally, that would terrify me as a tall person <laughs> to have a woman big enough to carry me like a baby. Yeah, I don't mind dating tall women, but, like, taller than me would be, like, very tall. So, um, yeah. I think everyone knows this, but Alex and I, and Zach, who is not here, are all 6'4". Um, Drew's, like, 6'2". Yeah, Drew is tall also, right? We're all tall boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, James right. is, unfortunately, 4'10". It's really sad. 4'10". But, yeah. Sad. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if she looked like Tatiana Maslany, then yes. I guess I know that's what that's what you guys are kind of missing. It's like <laughs> you don't want Tatiana Maslany carrying you to bed. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. every single night. If she were eight feet tall, I'd still want it to be her. So sure, yeah, that's fine. But, but yeah, otherwise. same as same as She-Hulk, Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'd get used to it eventually, but it would just be really weird at first. <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm I'm with Jack. Just carry. Does it carry me to bed? I am all for it. There are a bunch of theories out there that that guy, which this is so stupid. People like really just make the dumbest stretches that that guy, it's not that guy in that scene. And she's actually carrying daredevil, which like, why, <laughs> why, why would that be the case? And also why would they have fucking Matt Murdock look like that? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. That would be like weirdly like the, the joke is that it's like this big buff guy. And Matt Murdock is like pretty normal sized. Yeah, exactly. No, I wish that was. Uh, I wish the person in the photo was Vin Diesel. That would be. So <laughs> that's that's Vin Diesel's first non Groot entry yeah. into the MCU. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think this. Is, I put this question here because this is a perfect segue into Nick's mail that bag after dark. Hello, ladies. 
these questions truly they're not like uh really dirty this time around they're just all the nonsense questions that i feel like only oh that's a little upsetting i was i was i was waiting yeah, you got you got a tame effort. yeah it was just pretty i did put like the dirtiest ones at the end sort of so you know we'll at least try you've got mail um but first one is from our buddy Omar in the Discord. What are your shuttle run times? I've no, I haven't done a shuttle run since grade school. I don't. I know. I haven't know. done a shuttle run. Only Omar is doing fucking shuttle since runs the presidential me. fitness test. Have well, I not I done shuttle song. runs? Yeah, yeah so, I, I have no idea. <laughs> and also, fuck the office of the president and their fucking fitness standards. Quite frankly, no, some bullshit. So um, yeah, I haven't done. I haven't done a shuttle run. I have no idea. Yeah, I. I refuse to answer this question. All right, next. Well, you know question. what? No, I, no, I'm going to do a shuttle run now. Next time I, uh, next time I work out, just to see what your time is. All right, yeah, no, because no, because I've been doing like I've been doing like some random combine stuff, like box jumps lately. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll so, report back then. I'll report back because no, because I, I did my wingspan, my uh, standing reach, all that sort of stuff. Okay. All right. Well, we'll report back when you do shuttle run, and and we'll see how it goes. You've got mail. Uh, next question, another one from Jake Andrews. Can any of you guys dunk? Be honest. Nope. Have you ever, can you touch rim? I used to be able to touch rim. I haven't tried in a very long time. Matt, have you ever tried to dunk? I I can, well, I probably can't touch rim anymore, but I, I could, when I was younger, touch, grab the rim. And so, like, if I got very lucky, I could kind of push it over, but it wasn't a real dunk. Yeah, I can, um... I can still, to this day, I can dunk a tennis ball pretty easily. Or something maybe even slightly bigger than that. Oh, I'd be able to dunk a tennis ball. Yeah, because if I could... That's the thing. Like, I can't actually, unfortunately, hold a basketball in one hand. So... Yeah. So, my my thing is, like, I can palm a basketball if I'm just, like, standing flat and not moving. But then the second I get in that upward motion of jumping and everything, it always comes undone yeah, it's, 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 it's a Yeah, it's a completely different... Thing. I, just, I have I like a tenuous into... palm grip on it, you know, like it's not like firm. Um, so that's always my issue. But like if I could control it all the way through, I could dunk right now. And I'm really close to being able to do it with two hands. Um, I've been trying to like I'm realizing that my physical prime is slipping away. So I'm trying to do it before that totally leaves me. I don't think I'm going to succeed. But I, dude, it's it's left. It's gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm as close now or at least like I. I'm coming off a of ankle injury, so not right this exact second. But like last year, like this time, I was as close to dunking a basketball as I've ever been in my entire life. So that's insane. It's insane to me because you guys are taller than I am, and it's like if I was six four, I would have been able to dunk without question. So it just is so annoying that when they like so you think you are... said you used you used to be able to touch rim and you can't even touch rim anymore. You think two inches no. is going to do that for you? Yeah, I'm talking about. Bef- no, I'm saying during that time. But like, how comfortably were you touching the rim? Like, were you just like grazing it, or were you like getting? No, like... I was grabbing it. Okay, because well, I couldn't cause... get the ball over. I mean, because you have to like, you have to like get your whole like wrist and above above yeah. the rim. Yeah, fully get it in. So, yeah, I mean... yeah. So I have had an extra like three inches. I'm basically there. Mm. Well, I guess there's no way to tell, short boy. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could have. <laughs> Yeah, this, uh, I know it, it kills me. It kills me to this day. Yeah, I still someday maybe I can still do it. I don't know. I'll have to start doing like some. I need I need to go on like the whack diet and like <laughs> just completely like drop like the spare tire I have. Yeah, I need to start and doing then like I, and then I could probably dunk that. I 
I bet if I start doing like weighted box jumps or something, like I could potentially get enough vertical explosion to get two hand dunks in. But we'll see what happens. Uh, all right, next. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm at 30 on the box jumps. I'm I'm just getting better. All right. Well, report back. Maybe you'll be like that dude in uh, Sports Illustrated that learned to dunk at like 42 years old. No, that won't be me. <laughs> <laughs> You've got mail. All right. Uh, next question comes from Stingy. Uh, everybody hates Chris or the Bernie Mac show? That's a tough one. Yeah, they're both good. I would say Bernie Mac show. I used to really like that show. I was leaning that way too, but everybody hates Chris was also very good. Yeah. I feel like I really like both. I liked Bernie Mac show growing up more though. That's more what I'm leaning towards. Yeah. But I feel like if I rewatched both, I would go towards everybody hates Chris. Yeah. I think the answer is no wrong answers. Uh, You've got mail. Next next question from Stingy is Goldie or Shaft. I, I don't know what Goldie is. I don't know Goldie either. Okay, good. I was like, I really, I'm waiting for someone to tell me what Goldie is. I guess by default, Shaft. I have no idea what that is. Sidney's going to mean to us about this. Look, we're way too lame and way too white for this. Yeah. So. You've got mail. All right. Our next question comes from Hug Life. What's the most you've ever lost on a coin toss? I never bet on a coin toss. Who bets on coin toss? My virginity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it would be something really trivial. Like, I've definitely lost, like, I don't know, the right to go first at something over a coin toss, but I've never bet anything for real. The the dinner I wanted when the person I was getting dinner with wanted a different dinner. Oh, did you do that? Have you done that? Yeah, I've definitely, I mean, I've done something like that before and probably lost. I don't remember, but, like, that's, yeah. That's about the level. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anybody have anything else to add to that (laughs) No, what's hugs? That's a terrible, stupid ass question. Terrible, question. terrible. That's what I like, that was that was hugs like big return to the yeah yeah. yeah that's your that's your big question. You know, that's great question. That, was coin shit. that was absolute garbage. Yeah, we hadn't seen hug in weeks, and this is the shit that he gives us. All weeks? Right. It was like months. Fuck that shit. Hugs, get out of here. Go back. <laughs> Go back on your hiatus. <laughs> You've got mail. Uh, all right. Next question comes from far off the mark in the Discord. How is it having dinner with Rex Chapman, Alex? Uh, and this had a Rex Chapman tweet that said, what's something you tried once and immediately decided no way for the rest of your life? And he said meatloaf, which makes him dead to me because I love meatloaf. Because um, <laughs> you are meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Damn it! Now we can't call Zach Meatloaf anymore because he's not fat. No, no, he was no Zach Meatball. No, he's Meatball. He is Meatball though. Yeah, he'll forever be Meatball. He's forever Meatball. Um, let's ha- let's answer the Rex Chapman question though. What's something that you tried once and then you said no way for the rest of your life, food wise? That's a good question. Um, I, mine is liver. I've never like beef liver. No, I, I think. Olives? I really hate olives. Really? I love yeah. olives. I hate them. Oh, I do. I, I, I enjoy an olive. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that was a big... I'm not a very good eater. It's really, for me, it's just like, I don't like olives. I don't like tomatoes in certain situations. That's pretty much it. I'm not picky at all, but like, I mean, liver just like never really comes up most of the time. Like beef liver. Like my dad made it one time and he made like liver and bacon. And I literally remember like I had to put a piece of bacon on every single bite mm. like, because otherwise I couldn't stomach it. Like I was like, dad, this is disgusting. And I, I think I like choked down the liver. I think it was for me 
originally it was broccoli until I learned that you can roast vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> broccoli, I actually, pre- I love broccoli, but I actually prefer cauliflower lately. Cauliflower yeah, is it's really just, versatile. Yeah, it is versatile. I just, yeah. I just remember just younger, because for some reason, like, white families, they would just, like, boil the broccoli and be like, here's your broccoli, and it's like, that's disgusting. And then, like, you you roast up a vegetable and you're like, holy shit, this is yeah. what broccoli can taste like. Yeah. It's the greatest thing ever. No, that's like the so. same thing with like Brussels sprouts. Like they're gross when they're boiled, but they're delicious when you... Brussels sprouts like, are like probably my favorite vegetable when they're cooked. Broccoli. When they're fried. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's the only thing I could think of. Because like, I'm usually, I'm pretty good with... I'm actually weirdly like uh, Matt too. I only like tomatoes on very specific occasions. Hmm. Yeah, I, I like, I mean, I won't just like eat tomatoes like... Uh, no, but sometimes they won't. Like sometimes they won't have them on a sandwich because I don't know where the tomatoes are actually coming from. Mm. So then I get like the baby of the. Like sometimes they can be a little too slimy and the texture's off. Mm. But like cherry tomatoes when they're roasted and they burst in like a pasta, that's absolutely delicious. When you go to a good burger place and they have a good tomato on the burger, it's really yeah, good. See, I, so like, I won't do tomatoes in any sort of sandwich form. So sandwiches, burgers, etc. Like no, um, that's really the main re- way I avoid tomatoes. But. Um, I just, yeah, it's the texture thing for me. I don't think it's, I don't like the texture on a sandwich. Yeah, well, like I try, I like, I try to avoid tomatoes for some reason. And like, if like a salsa is a little like too chunky, I don't like the consistency of like the chunky that. pepper with yeah, the, to- with the uh, tomato. Yeah. It's a little off, but like, I'm also, but like, sometimes it's good. I don't know. It, it depends. It really does depend with tomatoes. Well, this sort of brings me to the next uh, question here. Do I hear a kitty? Yeah, that's my cat. Aww. Our guest star. Guest star. Our guest star. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to introduce that cat to shit. <laughs> yeah. You, you're here. You're being a cat dad and still on the pod. And Zach is like... Sleep. I am. <laughs> uh, He's asleep like a little shit. <laughs> You've got mail. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. We have another one from far off the mark. We're almost to the end here. Um, this one is a multi-part question, which I'll do from Far Off the Mark and from Jax365. Uh, Far Off the Mark said, do you enjoy pineapple on your pizza? Jax365 <laughs> said, what sort of sick freak has pineapple on a pizza? James um, Marcito was the answer, because he actually said, it's not that bad. Yeah, what is no, it? shut up. It's gross. Yeah, shut up, James. I am with Jax as well. It's disgusting. Sick freak. I don't want fruit other than tomatoes, because, you know, what are you going to do uh, on my pizza? I've never had uh, pineapple on pizza. You've never had it? Yeah, I don't know why I would even... No, I haven't even, but it seems disgusting. I would never try it. So, yeah, yeah, because it's... Because it's supposed to be like a sweet and salty thing with like the ham or the bacon, but fuck that. But you can get... But you can get the sweet and salty experience with a pineapple when you have like tacos al pastor. Yeah, right. Like you can get... Yeah, so many. There's so many better uses for pineapple to get that sweet and salty thing to it. Like I'm mostly it works like keep up. that cheese away from pineapple. Like, yeah, pineapple. Yeah, ugh. yeah, disgusting. No, um, but then far off the mark did uh, clarify with uh, <laughs> you've got mail. Said okay. Full disclosure, it was supposed to be a mailbag after dark question. For some reason, the pic didn't load up with it. So here we go from Pokemon Master Braska on Twitter <laughs> at. Brianna Braska. Uh, pineapple goes on pizza just like tongues go into assholes. It's not for everybody, but those who enjoy it are a bit more sophisticated. That's the only reason James answered yes. <laughs> no, James James answered yes before no, that was revealed. I know. I was just, why don't you let me get my digging? Because 
you know, that is, I feel like that actually dignifies James more. No. <laughs> yeah. Point yeah James, I was going to say that would help him. My point about James was that he was trying to seem dignified. So he just answered yes. He was like, yeah, I, I, I'm dignified. I like tongues in my asshole. Yeah. No. Uh, so. I don't if, know, man. There's nothing wrong with tongues in your butthole. I don't know what you guys are I was going to say, well, no, I was going to say if that's how that goes, I feel like that's disparaging tongues and buttholes. Because yeah. Pineapple yeah. No, I don't think any of us have a problem with butthole tongues. Um, no. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to let that silence ride and yeah. let you be yep. uncomfortable. Yep. Yes, I was still waiting for that. Remember, remember that time we did that to Zach? Yes. Yeah, well, we're, we're Zach. <laughs> oh, my God, Drew. We had the best prank on Zach during the one episode. He came in, like, real late when we were doing the Star Wars one. And I go, okay, I'm going to throw the one question to Zach. And then I'm just going to, we're just going to sit there and not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he said his answer. And then he's like... Hello? <laughs> uh, and he's like, uh, I don't know what to talk about. Uh. <laughs> he immediately was like, I guess they're gone, so I'll keep talking. <laughs> yeah. oh, and then we popped back in. It was so it was funny. So good. All right. Oh, that's beautiful. You've got mail. Anyway, all right. Final question. This comes from Jax365. In the random section of the strict court, I posted this about coronation chicken to celebrate the queen's <laughs> platinum jubilee 70 years on the throne all this british shit Some uh, british nonsense it has the following ingredients chicken curry powder paste mayonnaise and other spices and herbs they're mainly eaten in a sandwich or on a salad would you guys eat it and it was like a subway sandwich i don't know if i would trust subway to make that for me but all in all that sounds delicious yeah okay this is why thank you i read this and i was like yeah let's forget let's take subway out of the equation but I was like, that sounds really good. Why would yeah, we... Yeah, it just sounds like a, like a curry chicken salad. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Sounds dope. Yeah, I'm going to make it at home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, I was... I was just, See, I'm confused by the whole thing. Just one, it's also very British in the first place to have it called like the chicken tikka masala sandwich yeah. for like the Jubilee. Yeah. Like, it's so British. It's so on point. And it's also yeah, very no, colonial of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the whole thing is just, it's, it's, it just reeks of Britishness, this entire, <laughs> this entire thing. Let's celebrate no, like, how we basically enslaved India for a long time. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, but like, no, but like curry chicken salad is a thing though. Right. I'm pretty sure I've had curry chicken salad before or curry potato salad. Like the idea of adding curry powder to stuff like this, like isn't, shocking so i would be like yeah this makes sense i don't know yeah like i think it sounds delicious i don't know i i don't think yeah like i'm not gonna have the subway version of this sandwich like that sounds disgusting but if i made some homemade chicken salad myself and i decide that curry powder to it like i'm in yeah yeah i'm with it so uh let's all make a trip to to the uk to try this limited edition platinum meal deal yeah wait Jax, can you just mail us this yeah can you mail us the subway sandwich send it in the mail freeze-dried naturally or something no i'm pretty sure no i'm pretty sure with the preservatives it would last in the uh that's true yeah it'll be fine you don't even need dry ice in there it'll just come did you know that they used to use like shoe plastic in their bread that's why their bread was so tasty yeah no that's like you know how like the bottom used to always be like all like like plastic looking It was yeah, because then they, they used, all... like, actual, like, shoe plastic in their bread. Yeah, and then they had the specific, like, foam stuff that they get from, like, yoga mats to yeah. help with the with the bread, the too. springiness mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, disgusting. Subway is garbage. Yeah. Um, I... I wonder they had a pedophile as their uh, sponsor for so long. I am 
pretty glad that I will definitely probably never eat Subway again because yuck. Yep. Ooh, when, okay, so when was the last time you had Subway? It's been years. I, I when I was like a late teenager, early twenties, I actually liked it because I was just like, oh, what's the big deal? Why does everyone hate Subway? I think it's like fine. I like sandwiches. Um, but then I, you know, my palate developed into an adult's palate, and I was like, this is not good. <laughs> Yeah, last time I had Subway, I think I was in my early 20s in Chicago, because that was, like, the only place I can get, like, lunch for cheap sometimes. I had it, like, at work. I had it, like, probably about a year ago, but that was the first time in, like, damn near 10 years, and it was because my sister was working at Subway for a little bit, and uh she like brought me a sandwich. get that family discount? (laughs) Well, she literally just, like, brought me a free sandwich one day, because she worked at the store she... The store she was at was like five minutes from my house. So the one day she's like, I'm not hungry. Do you want my free sandwich for the day? And I was like, I guess. I'm sure. Like, oh, I would definitely, if I had, was offered free Subway. Yeah, I wouldn't turn down free Subway. I just would never. Yeah. I just would never pay for it again. Right. Yeah. So anyway. All right. That's been this episode of Nick's Mail Out Bag. This is definitely a two-parter. So thanks for listening to part two. Uh, we'll be, this crew minus, minus uh, Drew, we'll be back in two weeks. And Drew, I think you're taking over starting next week on the Patreon one. So I think so. I need to. Who will Drew be hosting to... with? We have we'll figured it out. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening. This has been episode whatever of Nick's Mail that bag. I barely. Paid no, attention. I don't feel like frantically looking it up this time, so we're just gonna stick with whatever. Episode sixty nine. Wait, we are pretty close to that. I hope I hope this wasn't sixty nine and we didn't do anything for it. Hold on. No, I, no, I think that we just screwed up getting episode sixty nine again, though, because we were on track, and now I think we're off track. Drew, you gotta give us episode sixty nine. That's the rule. Oh wait, no, we're back on track now. This is episode fifty nine. Nice. Yes. All right, so we get episode sixty nine now. We're on track, baby. It's gonna be a crossover anyway. Yeah, this has been episode fifty nine. Thank you all for listening. We will be back in two weeks, except for Drew, who will be back next week. So, but we'll also be back in ten weeks for the big one. For the big big one. one. Exactly. That's more. All right. Peace out. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.